Oye, chicos, pero here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Dreams. After saving Eddie's life, the Daytona Patrol Force defeat Marco Rubio, and we just killed Marco fucking Rubio. After he shot us first, he shot us first. And faced some awkward rejections. That was fun. We learned a lot. Uh, ow, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, oof. Before heading back to the bunker and successfully bringing Adnama back to life. Bro, bro, like my head is like pounding, bro. Like, can someone please like... Oh my goodness, my gracious. With her daughter saved and lots of work to do. I don't know, in like a way, like maybe this could be like us starting like kind of fresh or like new, you know? I don't know, I would like us to like maybe actually like try. Okay, we can, we can try again. Claudia and Adnama head back home. Let's see what happens now. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. JT, you wake up to the sound of a banging outside. <clears throat> What's all that banging going on? Are there like any cameras that we can see outside too? You recall that Eddie does have security cameras uh, pointing at the door to the actual metal bunker inside the house, but not necessarily at the front door of the house. All right, so I'm gonna go look at the security cameras. You log on to Eddie's terminal. He's kind of shown you around the system as you guys have been working together. And you look through the cameras. You don't see too much, although you do notice that in the very edge of the frame of one of the cameras, it looks like you see someone moving around within the house, kind of like looking for something. But you hear a concentrated banging that you assume is coming from either one of the walls or maybe the front door. Yes, I'll go check the front door. You deactivate the security systems so that you can exit safely. You come out of the metal bunker and into the giant mess that is Eddie's home. And you try to navigate all of the junk as you work your way toward the front door. As you do that, you hear the banging louder and louder and it is absolutely coming from one of those walls in the front. And then you notice shambling not far ahead of you is a person just kind of like shuffling around the house. Um, excuse me? The hell are you doing? And with that, the person immediately perks up and turns to face you. And they just start walking at you. Not like running, but with like a very determined pace walking directly at you. What do you do? I'm going to like <laughs> walk back like briskly like, whoa, hold on, buddy. We can talk about this. As you back up, he begins to gain on you. And then you just see he goes... <sighs> He doesn't have a lizard tongue. It's a regular tongue. It's a human tongue. But he's trying to flick his tongue. He's going... <laughs> and reaching his hands out toward you. Is there anything around me I can use as a weapon? Roll a d20 and let's see what you find in the junk of Eddie's home. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is a nine. You just kind of reach out and as you stumble back into the kitchen, pick up a tea kettle that is empty and like nasty. It has not been cleaned in a very long time, but it's there and you now have a glass tea kettle in your hand. So I'm gonna take that tea kettle, I'm gonna raise it over my head and now I'm just like, stay back buddy. I got a tea kettle and I know how to use it. And with that, he is going to jump up into the air and lunge at you. Roll for initiative. 15. He jumps up into the air at you, still flicking that tongue. <laughs> 
And as he nears you, roll a perception check for me. That is 27. So in the bullet time moment, as this man leaps through the air at you, you take in the appearance, trying to understand what the hell is going on here. He seems completely ordinary. You don't understand it. He doesn't have that undead flushness that you saw in the monsters at the stadium. His skin is vibrant, but his eyes are kind of sunken and yellowing. His nails and teeth are jagged and rough. You see his nails are overgrown as he leaps with them forward at you. And then the closer you look, the more subtle oddities you notice. His teeth seem abnormally sawtoothed as he bears them at you in the air. And there's a vague greenish hue beneath the skin as he lands on you and drives his nails into your shoulder, dealing four points of damage as he pierces you. Right where that bullet pellet pierced you during the homunculus fight. Ah! Fighting a werewolf? What the fuck? Alright, so I am going to pull out my phone. Since the creature looks kind of like sounds would affect it, I'm going to try to play like some like loud pitched noise on my phone and I'm going to attempt to use this Eldritch Blast on him. 28. That absolutely hits. Roll for damage. Alright, so I could do th- up to three since of my level, so I got to do three of them. One was 12, the other was 24. Those all hit. Ha <laughs> ha! Eight, seven, five. So 20 damage? Yes. Okay. You play this sound out of your phone. You you have a little homemade attachment in your pocket that you put on like the end of it. It's like a cone to amplify the speaker. <laughs> and you aim your phone at this person like a gun. And as the sounds emanate out, the high pitch uh, enters his ears and you see it go. <laughs> And as the blood begins to pour out of its ears, you just see its eyes kind of go empty as it slumps over onto the ground dead. What the fuck was that? And then you hear the banging on the wall get louder. I am going to one, take a picture of that creature and I'm going to run downstairs and wake everybody up. Guys, there's free tacos outside. Tacos, what? what? Who, who's Mako? Oh, Mako? Five more minutes, mom. Cindy. Cindy, baby, Cindy. Sweet Cindy. Eddie, who is sleeping right next to Cletus, wakes up staring daggers at you going, what did you say? Yeah. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> what? I'm going to go to Cletus and then I'm going to like tap into my phone and then like I'm going to use like a vocal transformer and then like in his ear, I'm going to be like, Cletus, we're coming to get you. Yeah. <laughs> not now, God damn it. Not now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> JT, what the hell are you doing? All right, so guys, all right, I'm sorry, I lied about the tacos, but I just got attacked by some weird creature, Shit. and there's a loud banging going outside. No tacos. And I need some help. God damn it, no taco. Oh, there's a loud banging. My goodness, my gracious. Look, and then, like I pull up the picture. I'm like, also, I got attacked by this weird creature upstairs in the kitchen. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like still holding the tea cuddle, and I was like, I don't even know why I grabbed this. Just now? Just now, dude. I think this is the point in the horror movie where the audience would go, why did you go alone? Why didn't you wake us up before? Are you okay? As the only black character, I asked myself the same question. Anyway. Uh- <laughs> well, hold up. This is this is the point in the Eddie movie where I say, why the hell are people infiltrating my base? What the hell's going on? Show me what the hell you found, JT. Uh, well, you killed it. Right, let's just go back to sleep. Cletus, it might be connected to the lizard, man. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I won't use Steve's tail as a pillow then. All right. David sleeps in the nude, so he gets up and he starts getting dressed. Steve is still asleep. Eddie grabs Steve by the tail and says, Steve, wake up! Ah! And drags him out. No, please. I'm so tired. David goes over and he bends down and he starts tickling Steve under the chin or... Does, does an alligator have a chin or is it more of a jaw? He starts tickling him under the jaw. Oh, Steve. Steve, it's time to get up, little fella. Nope, nope, doesn't tickle. Doesn't tickle one bit. <laughs> what about this? And then uh, David leans over as if to blow in his ear. But because he doesn't really know the anatomy of a crocodile, he's very confused for a moment and just kind of like stares and then readjusts and starts to blow in like his eyes. Like, I'm up, I'm up. All right, all right, all right, I'm up. 
I'm okay. <laughs> okay, Steve, let's go. And uh, with that, David will go to JT's side, prepared to uh, exit the bunker. Uh, you might want to take some weapons just in case. Uh, I am always armed with the power of God, so don't you worry. All right, hold up, wait. So what the hell's going on? What did you see, JT? What is that? I don't know what this is. I just got attacked by it. And then, like, there's the loud banging going on outside. I don't know what that is, but now I'm afraid to go check it out by myself. Eddie, is your security system on? Ain't the turrets supposed to be on in the front lawn? Well, yeah, they're... They're on, but I, I don't got security on the outside. I got to be inconspicuous, man. That's the whole point of this area. No one's supposed to be here to begin with. All right, let's go check it out. All right. And Eddie g- grabs the gun. And... Let's go. Cletus will go first and open the hatch to walk up into the house area. I will eat whatever woke me up from my nap. I'm going to eat it. You guys all exit the whole party together. Hayes is following you, Gladys at the ready. Eddie is right behind Cletus. In the back of the pack, you have Gladys walking with Guinevere, and Guinevere goes, am I a field trip? Guinevere, (laughs) listen, listen. Uncle Eddie has a bathroom here. It's just down the hall, three doors to the left. You'll find a toilet inside. Crawl into it, shut the lid, and flush yourself down. Down, all right? All right, where were we? Let's go. Stephen, you will start respecting your mother. You're not my mother, you old wrinkly bat. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, you work your way out of the bunker and to the front. And sure enough, you hear that pounding on one of the walls. Is it nighttime? Claudia has already left. So let's say it is early Saturday morning. So you peek through kind of one of the the boards on the window and you see a bunch of people all banging on the walls. Almost like they're trying to break it down to get in. Looks like that, uh, that, 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 uh, event is, is going to be a little early today. I think dope came to us. Uh, I mean, I don't know who those people are, but they might be friends or uh, compatriots of the... Uh... JT, like, grabs David's head and just, like, shoves it towards, like, where his wound is. I'm like, they are not friendly. <laughs> well, that's very good to know. It's Saturday, you said? Yeah. Maybe Doke did come to us, Sensei. That's what I'm thinking. Aren't there normally sports ball games on Saturdays? Oh, these do look like rabid sports fans. <laughs> oh, we might be in trouble. Just wait till FSU loses again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you see Nicholas Palazzo trying to tear down one of the boards. <laughs> Oh, that one's handsome over there, tearing down the boards. I like him. <laughs> Sensei, he's doing weird things to me. That ooh, what a handsome young man. <laughs> it's a little rabid, but I'll, I'll, I'll get into that. Okay. Wait, is the house surrounded or are they all like together? They are all like clumped up towards the front door. They're literally in like a a pack, I guess. They're all almost moving as like one and trying to break down that wall. Yeah, do you want to just hoard them in, let the turrets take care of it? Shit, we can try that, but I, I, I'm, I'm worried we're compromised. Why the hell are all these people here? We could try luring them in though. That should that should help clear them out real quick. Yeah, I think we'll just worry about getting rid of them first. But uh, you know, we've been making our mark all over Tallahassee, so uh, yeah, I, I don't know who it could be but uh, yeah let's get rid of him first and then you hear <laughs> as the florida man runs over to the front door it climbs over the piles of trash in eddie's home <laughs> and prepares itself there and turns to look at eddie like it's in the in a ready stance to allow them in and so eddie goes up to the front door shotgun in hand and he goes all right good luck amigos and he opens the door and immediately you see all of the people they were banging on the wall because the door is not even locked if you, if you recall, these doors are barely in their hinges. But once he opens that door and they see him, all of them turn to face and immediately start shuffling over toward Eddie. You see the Florida man go, and lets out a big flash of light, which Cletus, you recognize because it has blinded you twice now. And you see all of them are kind of more confused as the Florida man grabs Eddie by the hand and takes him through the kind of winding passages of his home. And as they walk through, them now blinded, Eddie begins banging his shotgun on the ground, creating noise, luring them back towards the turrets. And slowly they all shuffle their way through. What are all of you doing? Gladys, take Guinevere, get inside the get inside the uh, bunker. Gladys and Guinevere quickly descend down the stairs. You shut the hatch. Eddie puts in a key code and you see all the security systems go... And you guys back up behind them so that there's basically a a war zone in the middle of you and the horde of roughly four or five people shuffling your way. 
and he says, oh, look, are we about to kill a bunch of honest citizens? Oh, no. And before he can even oh, no. finish that thought, the tourists go, <laughs> Okay. As it starts flying, you see the people begin shambling through. They're trying to wear off that blindness. You see them putting their hands up to their eyes, rubbing. It looks like they're a little bit less coordinated. And then finally, the rest of the group, you guys begin to notice what JT noticed before. They have really long, yellowing fingernails. Their eyes are kind of a sunken, pale yellow in the sclera. They have these oddly jagged teeth. And there's a vague, they're not green, but there's a vague greenish hue like beneath the skin. As they walk through, they enter the range of the turrets, and three of them just get peppered. And you see, one of them gets literally like shot through the middle and falls into two pieces. Shot through the heart. The other one takes shots all in the torso and just falls to the ground and continues getting shot, pummeled. And then the other one gets hit with one heavy blast, flies into a pile of debris, and then gets peppered with three other shots into the head as two of them managed to make it unharmed by the security systems and are now facing all of you. What do you do? The sensei, there might be too many of them. Why don't we just pile into the RV and ram through them all? You can't run an RV through Eddie's house. You want to just make it to the RV, guys? Yeah. Okay, but I'm going to shoot this one that looks like Nicholas Palazzo. Wait, no, that one's handsome, Sensei, please. He's too beautiful to die. <laughs> He's too handsome. He's too perfect. He flicks his tongue back and forth and says, Dolphins. <laughs> He's too perfect. I'm going to fire it. <laughs> oh, if you must. Something that perfect can't be left alive, I suppose. Fire that shot. Okay, that's a 21. That hits? Seven. Okay, let's say you have a special connection to this thing for some reason. You feel extra motivated and you deal triple damage as you rack Arletta, fire at Nicholas Palazzo. And the first shot, because you fire twice, the first shot sprays onto his chest and he seems fine. But then you see as it reaches into its coat and pulls out the thing that absorbed the shot. And it was a copy of Persona 6. And it looks up to you with sad eyes as he fire a second blast into his head. <laughs> Disintegrating. <laughs> Sensei, what have you done? I'm going to run over to the body and I'm going to take Persona 6 in my arms. I'm going to take two little gator fingers and put it down over the eyelids, shutting his eyes. I'm going to kiss him on the forehead. And um, I'm going to eat his remains. Steve, you regain three hit points from consuming Nicholas Palazzo. I am thou, and thou art I. You will live forever. Inside of me. Okay, um, there is one left, and Guinevere and Gladys are in the bunker. What are you doing? Oh, we can't leave them. Yeah, David is going to summon forth the flames of the heavens above. So the remaining uh, gentleman or thing will need to make a dexterity saving throw. Let's say he has disadvantage on this for a reason. Okay, he rolled a two and a four, so. Definitely hits, and it will do 17 damage. And you summon forth the wrath of God. And the flames enrapture this person. He is not yet dead, but he falls on the ground, charred and twitching. Put that thing out of its misery. Let's get Gladys and Guinevere and get the schmuck out of here. I'm going to attack him with vicious mockery. <laughs> vicious mockery? Okay, go for it. <laughs> you burnt biscuit, little bitch. You yellow jaundice Spongebob. <laughs> Who lives in a pineapple under the sea looking wannabe werewolf buck tooth. Oh! How dare you and your friends attack me? <laughs> you have to make a wisdom save and beat 18. Otherwise, you're going to take 3d4. And it rolls a 5. <laughs> and Nicholas Benetatos goes, fuck, man, and dies. Did you just figuratively and literally roast Nicholas <laughs> Benetatos? <laughs> roast him to death. <laughs> that guy's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, I'm going to open up the hatch so I can get glad and motion for Gladys and Guinevere to come on up. And Gladys goes, oh my goodness gracious, I feel like something perverted just went on up there. Let's go. <laughs> A lot of colorful <laughs> vocabulary just happened. And Gladys and Guinevere run out to meet you. You said you wanted to run to the RV? Yes. Okay. You guys run outside. You work your way through the maze that is Eddie's home over all of the corpses. You see the security system locks onto you for a second and then deactivates. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then you go outside and you see the RV. And shambling a little further down the road in the neighborhood, you see more people just kind of milling about mindlessly in the streets, which is not super common in Tallahassee. There are a few streets where people like hang out in the streets, but here it's just kind of like, what? And what do you do? Zombies. We got zombies. Let's go. We gotta go. Wait, what if this 5G tower is already up? What if these people... Wait, does everybody have the tinfoil hats on? Tinfoil hats? Everyone tinfoil oh, hats? Yep. Let me put my little hood on. There we go. Wrap the tinfoil around my headphones again. I think maybe the event has already occurred. This 5G tower. I think these are, these are normal citizens that are now under control of the lizard people. I know I very much sound like Cletus right now. But, but you're I right. think that is what is happening. So you sound like a genius is what you're saying. And we gotta go, Eddie. Is there any way we can take a turret with us? Oh, shit, Cletus, that's a big ask. I, we, we, we can take it. Tell you what, I, I, I can get to work to wiring it into the RV's power systems. Uh, it's, it's not going to be instant, though. It's going to take a hot second. Okay, okay, I'm all for it. And Eddie runs inside. You guys kind of crouch, I guess, behind the RV, trying to stay out of sight as Eddie goes inside and frantically tries to dismantle one of his turrets. And then he comes outside carrying one in his arms. It looks like he's holding a <laughs> minigun. And he goes, shit, Cletus. No, no, no. Is this, is this the end of the bunker? No, man, just... The other turrets will watch it. We'll be back. Okay, it just feels wrong leave, leaving it less defended than usual. But all right, I trust you, man. I trust you, man. And he runs into the RV. Start that shit up, JT. Let's go. All right, let's go. Everyone roll a stealth check for me. Oh, critical fail. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> 11. 15. 10. As you guys are entering the RV and Cleta shouts, start that shit up, JT. You see uh, about two or three of the people shambling a ways down the street kind of hear that and turn in your direction and start walking this way. Run them over if you have to, goddamn. They're zombies now. They still might be people. Well, yeah, but if we have to kill them, you know, we, yeah. <laughs> we have to destroy the, the tower. We gotta go for the tower, so let's just go. Let's just drive to the tower. So, JT pops Doke into the GPS, and then you hear Eddie go, wait, Alexis, activate Miami I-95 driving mode. Oh, no. <laughs> It's about to be Mad Max. And you see the lights in the RV flash red for a second. Oh, no. <laughs> as the RV rips out. And these people who are shambling about, mostly minding their own business, save for the two or three that are coming. As you near them, anytime you get close to them, they kind of take notice and begin walking toward you. They move faster and faster until they are basically hurling themselves in front of the vehicle. Most likely meeting their end at the hands of the metal beast you ride in as it aggressively drives these Tallahassee streets. It sees cars like parked cars. They're not even moving and tries to cut them off just cuz. <laughs> and it owns the road. As you near Doak, the closer you get, the more people you see moving about the streets. They are shambling again, throwing themselves at this vehicle with no regard for their own safety. Until eventually, as you turn a corner, basically Doke is in your sights, it is on the horizon. You run over enough bodies as you turn that corner that the muck begins to jam up the tires as the windshield wipers desperately attempt to clear off the residue. You see a horde of people moving in unison straight for you. This must be at least 20 people strong. The RV has nothing it can do but take the impact. You see the first several lines of bodies crumple under the pressure, but then you see nails like claws reaching up at the windshield. The bus begins to go vertical as its wheels churn against the carnage until eventually it tips over onto its right side, sending all of you and everything inside flying about the cabin. What do you do? Oh God, run. Run towards the stadium, right? Yeah, Steven, help the PlayStation 5. It's pinned my tail down. I'm stuck. Wait, how close are they to us? They toppled the bus, so they're trying to get in. Are they all within a 10-foot radius? Yes. 
Alright, well, I'm gonna hack into the speaker system on the RV. Okay. I'm gonna accept the cast shatter. Okay, so they need to make a constitution saving throw? Yeah, they gotta beat 18. They got a 15. So then they're all gonna take 3d8 damage. Cletus goes, plug your ears! As you do this, remember, you guys have all just been tossed. You look outside at the horde as this sound begins to emanate, and Eddie only rolls a five because Eddie was installing the turret. Oh no. And he was outside as the bus toppled. Oh wait. He is now in the middle of the horde. Roll for damage. Oh no, seven, six, 15, six, 21 damage. Even though the bus is toppled, some of the speakers protrude from the sides. They look like missile launchers, but they're just speakers. And they let out this sonic boom. And you almost see the wave of sound emanate throughout the crowd. And all of that horde that was there literally just explode. As they take the pressure of this sound, it seems like it's too much for their heads to handle as they go up in fountains of blood. And you see Eddie go, ah, shit, kids, ah. But he is not dead. He's outside going, oh, let's get the fuck out of here. Wait, you, you said Guinevere was trapped somewhere? Guinevere is trapped in the bus with you. The PS5 has fallen on her when the bus uh, <laughs> toppled and she can't clear herself. Oh, God. Huh. Oh, this is a tough one. <laughs> Dick. <sighs> I could leave. <sighs> I could help her. While Steve is contemplating this decision, David has uh, escorted Gladys out of the uh, RV. <laughs> As gentlemanly as ever, I see. Oh, we gotta go, guys. Oh, God, I don't know what to do. Hmm. Stephen, please. Oh, damn it. Fine, fine. And I go over to the PS5. I bite the tip of it and just lift it up so she can free herself. Thank you, Stephen. I'm sorry I played Persona. I just wanted to bond with you. Uh huh. Yeah, just go. Go get out of here. And the two crocodiles slither their way out through one of the rooftop hatches that is now closer to ground level. I'm gonna kick a door open and run to Eddie and try to cure him with some cure wounds. Go for it. That would be six health. You run up to him. He's laying on the ground, still kind of holding his head. You put one hand under his head, prop it up, and pull out some of your beef jerky and feed it to him. And he goes, <laughs> mm. Oh. Thank you, buddy. And stares deeply into your eyes for a moment. Then he goes, okay, uh, let, let's go. Come on. Yeah, and I give him a hand to, like, pull him up. And you pull him up as FM scrambles out from the bus. And he goes, <coughs> and leaps off and looks to your lead. To the dope. Charge! And FM on all fours begins sprinting at the doke, like some sort of cannibal Shia LaBeouf sprinting through the woods. <laughs> and as we go, David is going to cast his eyes to the heavens and say, Dear Lord, uh, we could uh, really use um, a nice bit of your boost right about now. That is going to be his way of channeling divinity to preserve life. Everybody is going to get 10 hit points, but I will give Eddie the leftover five because of, he was outside the bus. Aham. Absolutely, my friend. My goodness, my gracious. As you near the unconquered statue, you see there is just a horde of mindless sacks of meat milling about inside of it. There must be hundreds of people inside that stadium literally moving in a crowd within. And you see the FM uh, come to a screeching halt. He literally skids across the street trying to stop his, uh, he was running a little too fast. He bumps into the unconquered statue, looks up at the stadium, looks back at you and shakes his head. Uh, the people that exploded, are their clothes still there? Uh, yeah, let's say their heads exploded. So their clothes are still there. <laughs> Sensei. Were they wearing sports jerseys? That won't work. At which point the FM grabs JT and he says, down, 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 down. Uh, so we have to go, you want us to go down, FM? And, and he nods his head yes, and works his way over to a sewer grate. Uh, the tunnels. All right, let's get in there. Cletus runs over to help FM with the sewer grate. Everyone roll an advantaged stealth check because you're at a distance. Not 20, baby. 18, 29. Nine for David. 
The creatures inside are not very perceptive right now, so Cletus and FM together, you guys lift up this manhole cover, revealing the ladder that leads into the sewers, and FM steps aside and uh, gestures toward it, almost like an after-you bow, but very uncoordinated and awkward. And Cletus will beckon like a motion to come, but with his shotgun in hand. Ah, the sewers, the home of my ancestors. With that, David will uh, start climbing down. Um, I guess he's the first one down, and he will um, then be there to assist those that are coming down after him. Hayes climbs down and says, David, what the fuck is going on? Um, it's a great question, Hayes. I don't have all the answers right now. I know I feel like I have a lot of the answers because I'm so often right, but at this moment, I'm not entirely sure. Guinevere takes a page out of Steve's flying crocodile book and jumps into the man. She lands in like the water at the bottom and says, oh my. This is like when the sensei forgot to clean my world. Gross. JT's gonna climb down. He's gonna like, this place stinks. Eddie climbs down after you and he says, watch your step, kid. Okay, F him. <laughs> Go here. And uh, and Gladys runs a hand through his hair <laughs> and says, Go on, little guy. And you see FM kind of Spider-Man crawls down onto like the roof of the sewer and then lets go of one hand and drops down onto the pavement in front of everyone else as Gladys goes down the stairs. Uh, Cletus puts on his night vision goggles and he looks out to the stadium and he goes, Kept you waiting, huh? And then uh, <laughs> he closes the sewer hatch and crawls down. Okay, and you are now all in the sewers. Okay, gang, what do we see out in front of us? There is basically just a straight tunnel down and then eventually it kind of diverges into two pathways. JT, you got your phone, right? You can turn on a flashlight if you guys can't see. Oh yeah, I do have a flashlight on here. JT turned on his light and you guys can see much better now. All right, FM, you kind of know what's going on here. We need to get to this tower so we can stop everything. Like, do you have any ideas on which way we should go? <laughs> two. Late. Too late. It's too late to stop the tower? It's too late in the morning um, for this kind of conversation. <laughs> um, I think he wants to play a game of charades. Okay. Um, uh, uh, it's... And then David starts making, like, really, like, odd gestures. He's, like, doing, like, this cranking motion with one hand while holding the other hand stationary. And he's like, have none of you played charades before? Don't you know what this is? What is that, Jack in the Box? Uh, m- movie. Movie. Yes, yes, Steve. Okay, okay, okay. Um, um, and then David will hold up uh, three fingers. Uh, three words. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Um, and then, uh, and then, and then he holds up one finger. Uh, first word. Um, and then, and then he just he, he he makes a gesture with his hands to indicate a, a small word. Okay, a uh, small word. And he he gestures. First word, the. Yes, 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 yes. All right. All right. And, uh, um, and then, and then he um, gestures with um, his hands, um, like as if he's like putting something on top of his head. A hat. Um, a hat. Uh, and then, and gesture, he gestures like a uh, keep going in that direction. Helmet. Cap. Um, and and then he he um, he starts walking in a very pompous manner as he kind of walks around. King. Um, crown. The crown. Uh, 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 crown. King. No, no, no. Uh, King. Somebody said it. Somebody said it. Crowns. And, and he he's he's gesturing that you're close. Um, like jewels. The king. Uh, Queen. King. 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 I said right. that ten times, David. God damn it. The, oh, the king's speech. Is it the king's speech? <gasps> yes. Yes. Oh, yes. I love that film. I got it. Well done, Steve. My goodness, my gracious. Uh, Colin Firth in that film is absolutely All due incredible. respect. Why the hell are we playing charades in the middle of goddamn apocalypse taking place? And you begin to hear scratching at the grate above you. Right, whatever we do, guys, we gotta go now. FM grabs Gladys by the hand and begins walking down one of the paths. Okay, there we go. That's where we go. Follow him. Follow that spider monkey. <laughs> As you guys begin to head down that path, he turns to the left. Uh, JT, you're shining your flashlight. And eventually, in the sewer, basically on opposite ends of the little stream that's running through, you see two convulsing people up ahead. They're looking at each other going... <laughs> Zombies. We can take them out quietly. I'll go. Is anyone else stealthy? I'm very stealthy. I can help. Wait a minute. Wait. How much tinfoil do we have on us? I think we got five rolls. What if we can put the tinfoil hats on these people 
and it might stop the signal from hitting them, and then we can figure out what's going on. If it's that, we at least have an answer. Okay, I can quietly put one on one of them. I, I could do it on the other one. Okay, I guess Steve and I are gonna gonna go get back in action. You know, Batman and Robin, this shit. Okay. Him being Batman, obviously. Yeah. That's right. I'm Steve, <laughs> <laughs> hero of the night. <laughs> And before both of them go anywhere, David is going to touch both of them on the shoulder and say, I grant you this guidance. When I touch a willing creature once before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add that number to a rolled ability check of its choice. Okay. Thank you, David. My pleasure. Okay. So which one are you trying to put it on? I guess I'll take the right, Steve. Take the left. Sounds good. Robin. And then I wink at him. Both of you roll a stealth check first. Well, first, Cletus folds the perfect tinfoil hat with the proper folding techniques discussed in his podcast, uh, The Alarm Clock. Available and, uh, wherever podcasts are found. <laughs> <laughs> Available on, uh, on Twitter. <laughs> um, Steve folds his into a little burrito, and then he's like, oh, wait, wrong wrong technique. And then and then I, I remember uh, what Sensei told me, and I fold it using the proper technique found in the alarm clock. Okay. 24. Nice. 29. Woo! You sneak up behind these two convulsing people completely unnoticed. We got Sam Fisher on the left and Big Boss on the right, just moving through the shadows as you sneak up behind them, and then I guess roll a roll a sleight of um, hand to try and put it on me. God, real quick, hmm? I would like to be Ezio from Assassin's Creed 2, if you don't mind. Okay, we got Ezio on the left Thank and you. Big Boss on the right. So you're right up behind them, you're breathing on them, and now roll a sleight of hand to try and slip it on them unnoticed and uncontested 14 with your d4 if you wanted to use it oh i got a 24 i should use the d4 18 for steve and with that both of you without issue slide these tin foil hats over the people's heads and you see it takes a second to go and they turn to face you and they go burying their their jagged teeth and then one of them, a woman, is about to attack Steve. Puts a hand up because you're in your exoskeleton in your little trench coat. So puts an arm up and kind of holds you up against the wall. Brings out their claws and is about to slash at you. Oh, God. And then you see them just kind of go, Whoa. Ah. What? What's going on? Who are you? Whoa. Ew, where am I? And the guy who has turned to face Cletus goes, Oh, I feel like shit. Friends, you're in the year 2146. What? <laughs> they can't hear that. I'm... <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm a crocodile. Damn it. And the lady goes, oh my God, it's a crocodile. Relax, relax. You guys partied a little too hard. Let's be honest. It's FSU. Things get wild. Yeah, I guess you're right. We were, uh, we were doing some keg stands last night and... Yeah. Oh, I drank so, too much milk. Hello, my name is David Feinstein. <laughs> it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Welcome to the sewers of Tallahassee. Um, it's a pleasure to find you down here. I'm very glad that we didn't have to kill you. It's it's wonderful um, that you're back to normal. You were all convulsing and you were turning green and your nails were all yellow. And as you're saying this, you're talking to them and you notice physically they have not changed. Oh. They are no longer aggressive toward you, but their nails are still long. Their skin is still uh, slightly green. Their eyes are still sunken and yellow. Listen, you two, listen. Whatever you do, you see these hats? I'm pointing to the one on my head as well. Yeah. You see these? Don't take these off. Now, don't freak out. Look at your fingernails. Holy shit. Yeah. Someone needs a manicurist. My goodness, my gracious. Tell me about it. <laughs> Listen, them waves in the air right now, y'all heard of 5G, right? It's dangerous, and this is the kind of shit that happens. So don't take off those tinfoil hats or you succumb to the madness. Are you serious? Serious as a goddamn heart attack. My mom sent me some. She sent me this podcast she listens to, The Alarm Clock. Some guy was talking about it. I thought he was crazy, but I mean, really? I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, Does your mom look as pretty as you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> How old are you? Thank goodness this is a college town, Cletus. <laughs> wow, that's, I'm asking for the mom. So. How old are you? Um, I stand a good 
a healthy young, 33 years young. You know, I'm still. Oh, you're, you're a little too young for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I know what the young kids are into. Um, ma'am, that's my dad. Oh. You're like dads, right? Why is that thing hissing at me? Is it going to bite me? <sighs> God. <laughs> All right. Does Uber come down to the sewers? Uh, Probably not today. It won't. Otherwise, maybe it would another time, but not not today. All Listen, right, guys, let's let's just walk home. I I don't know where my shoes are. Uh, it's not the first time. Come on. Uh, before you go, before you go, do you uh, remember besides the keg stand thing? Do you remember anything about how you got down here? Any sort of memory? What's your last memory that you have before this moment? You know, you have to tell me if you're a cop, right? <laughs> I I am not a cop. I am part of a neighborhood watch back home, and I'm part of this little group here. But we are working very much outside of the law. Uh, yeah, I, I was with my youth group, I guess, and we came down Listen, to clean up the sewers. <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. We don't care. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry, man. I I feel like I just woke up from a blackout. We can't let... I mean, you're not under cuss or anything, but we can't let you go outside because then you're going to get torn apart by the other ravenous people who've succumbed to the madness. So, uh, you should follow us. Yeah, I just met you, and normally when I meet strangers in tunnels, that's not my thing. So, I'm just going to take my chances down this sewer. No, listen, guy. We really just want you to be safe. We're, we're, We're trying to find the exit, too. Why don't you come with us? Uh, yeah, this, <laughs> I appreciate the help, my guy, but that's a little fishy. I, it's not happening, man. No, we, I, I mean, I, I, normally I don't care if people get themselves killed, but like. And at this point, you hear the voice of God just booms. There are too many people in your party. <laughs> God, we just lost two of them. We're trying to replace them. At this point. Yeah, but I got a voice all of them. <laughs> <laughs> No, at this point, you hear some sort of like shouting coming from down the tunnel where you came and roll an intelligence check for me. Oh no, Steve is dumb as rocks. 11. 21 for David. Wow. 30. 16. Okay, so all of you except Steve, you presume at this point that whatever it was that was scratching at the grate has opened it and they're beginning to like, you hear the sounds of like bodies falling face first onto the ground. And then you're... All right, fine. Listen, you two, I don't care where you go. Just do not go that way. Understand? Uh, you know what? I'm starting to rethink that offer. Is it, does it still stand? Come with us. Oh, yeah, no, this is definitely fishy. And they run the other way. <laughs> oh, God. Not that... Oh, whatever. They'll buy us some time. Let's go. But before we go, does anyone want another round of charades? <gasps> me, me, me. <laughs> Uh, David just giggles a little bit and then runs. Okay. You guys begin running and you actually catch up to the other two and you're running the same direction. And then the girl goes, oh, wait, my purse. And he goes, we'll get you a new one. And she goes, no, I need my purse. And she runs back and he goes, oh, my God, women, am I right? And he runs back the other way. And then you hear the sounds of... Oh, Oh, no, they were right. They were so right. I know this is the part where we're supposed to feel bad for them, but that was a very misogynistic remark that man just made, so I think he got what he deserved. That's what you get for cheating on me with Cindy Kevin. Oh, God, they got my leg. Oh, God. Well, there you go. Cindy, she really gets around, eh, Eddie? Eh, Cletus? <laughs> Not the time. <clears throat> Why don't you stay here and play charades, David? We're gonna go. Fine, and David stops running. Fucking gorgeous ass back here right now. Oh my goodness. Okay, and like David then like kind of like picks up the pace like knees to chest. Roll a group dexterity check for me. 18. 11. A 12 for David. Critical fail. Whew. Okay, so you all begin falling behind as the lizards are gaining on you. And you see some of them have pieces of tin foil in their mouth and blood dripping down their chins as they're they're running and running and running. And then finally, uh, Steve just kind of pushes you guys forward and whips you with the tail as he begins whipping at you like a like a circus ringleader to try and get you guys to run faster. And you guys run, 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 run. You gain a little bit of time. And then finally, after quite some time, the FM comes to a halt along a sewer wall. 
You hear the sound of the approaching horde behind you. FM clumsily grabs a loose brick and tosses it aside. Sure enough, beneath the brick is a stone symbol depicting the heart strangling the brain. He presses it in and utters, And an entire section of the stone wall parts with just enough space for one person to squeeze through. FM desperately scrambles in and motions you all to join. Without hesitation, David follows. Gladys follows a David. Steve, get in there. Go, go, go. All right, all right. I squeeze in. Steve goes in. Guinevere follows. Hayes behind them. JT, come on. JT goes in. And Cletus will go in. Cletus goes in, leaving his best friend Eddie outside. And then Shit, Eddie. I'm trying to keep track of everybody. And then Eddie squeezes through. As he begins to walk in through the gap, one of the lizard people has caught up. It seems that this one is markedly more coordinated than the ones you've seen so far. Its nails have begun to calcify to a point, and the nose has begun to morph into a more rounded snout, as the eye's sclera has become a vibrant yellow. It latches onto his foot and begins to pull him back out into the sewer. What do you do? David will immediately call upon the flames of God to blast him, hopefully, back out with the power of God. He will need to make a dexterity saving throw. It's a three. He needs to beat 17, which (laughs) for the three, definitely not. And he does 13 radiant damage. And so David casts these flames directly over Eddie as Eddie produces one of the protruding blades sticks it in the fire, letting it heat up, and slices at the lizard's arm, cutting its hand off. And then he comes in through the hole in the wall, and FM closes it. What do you do? What's what's ahead of us? You are now inside a little alcove, basically. It's not much. It just seems like a room, basically like like a panic room. Like, it was made for something like this. And you see the FM begins to scratch at the limestone walls. You're no longer in sewer. You're in what looks like cave, like the the bedrock of Florida, basically. And FM begins to scratch at the limestone walls of the alcove. Finally, he bursts through one of them. You see, that particular section was actually some sort of paper mache cover. He then does the same to another spot, revealing two winding cavernous passages for you to choose from. As the FM produces the map from earlier that he had scrawled on the night before and lays it out in front of you. So these tunnels are going to connect us to the other places. And FM nods his head. He goes, <laughs> that's a lot of walking. Wait, wait, we still need to get to the, the 5G tower. I think it might be too late at this point. We're down here and we can't go back. FM, did you tell us to go down when we didn't even finish our job with the the tower? Were we really going to be able to take on hundreds of those things by ourselves, Cletus? We just need to take up, I mean, I f- all those people, you know? I think he might have saved us, Sensei. I don't know. FM looks at you, and it looks like he's he's trying to find the word to try and communicate what he's thinking to you. But as he looks at you, there are almost like tears welling in his eyes after you almost accuse him of this. You ask him this question, and I guess he, he really he, he sits on it for a second. And then he shakes it off a little bit and he goes, More. More? I mean, if you're more fluent in Spanish, you can speak Spanish. I I know Spanish. I must get one of it. No. (laughs) (laughs) There was a lot of people, but like we can save more people if we just continue. All right. So, FM, does left go St. Augustine down that way and then the other path goes to Orlando? And he nods his head yes. (laughs) Well, everyone, it's time to pick. I vote St. Augustine, because everyone goes right and we need to go left. I don't know what's telling me to say that, but something in my soul, I don't know, but I say left. Steve, that's a week from now. Well, on foot, it might take us a week to get there. (laughs) Right, David. So what is closer, Disney or Augustine? (laughs) Augustine's closer, but will it really take a week to get? I guess St. Augustine's better to end it at Disney. (laughs) (laughs) David? I mean, I'm very much inclined to agree, but let let us try to think back on the evidence, the clues that we have collected over uh, over our journey together. We know that there was the event uh, in the week. What exactly was the event that was supposed to happen at Dokes Stadium? What what did we know about that? Expansion. And then the reunion or something is in St. Augustine. St. Augustine. All right. And we have two photos pointing towards Disney and Epcot Center, to be more specific. So what my brain is then telling me in terms of all this is that um, this was the event to turn multiple many people how wide this is we don't know exactly but it is at the very least 
the residence of Tallahassee, it appears. Perhaps it is bigger than this. And then a reunion event would mean perhaps a large gathering of all the people they've turned. That is my inclination of what would happen in St. Augustine. I think we we find out more information in St. Augustine and we might get one final clue of where to go in Orlando. But the reunion is in a week. And if we wait longer than that to go to Disney World, all of this could get a lot worse. But we don't even know what's happening in Disney World. With St. Augustine, we have a concrete event. No, but we know Disney's the heart of what's going on here. Well, my vote's still St. Augustine. You hear some scratching at the wall that you came through. Oh, God. I'm going to lean left until someone else says, no, go the other way. Just because I don't know how long it's going to take, I'll say we go to St. Augustine. If we have to wait, then we have to wait. Based on my estimation of the human body and how it works, walking, um, I would say it would take us probably 68 to 70 hours to walk to St. <laughs> Augustine. Um, I'm not sure how I would know that. I mean, I'm just, just uh, intuition. Um, I like to nickname my intuition Google, but uh, you know, who knows? So that would be about three days walk if we were walking nonstop. But of course, we, we might need to rest every once in a while, so uh, that would probably be nearly a week, perhaps, to walk if we were walking 12 hours um, every time. So it feels like the pieces are fitting together oh so nicely for us to arrive just in time. So I am inclined then to lean towards going left. So considering that they're in the tunnels and chasing us, let's go the closer way. St. Augustine. All right, here we go. Chicos, pero what just happened? Listen to me very closely. I hear the lizards approaching. I'm running out of time. It is imperative that you have enjoyed the show so far. You check out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash to see how you can support the Daytona Patrol Force in their quest to save Florida. A special thank you to our patrons, Clara Jean Kelly, Queso Loco, November Sky, Jerry Benetatos, Terence Knox, and Kevin Doublet. By supporting the Patrol Force, you get access to cool exclusive benefits like our After the Game podcast, After the Dreambus, as well as a chance to have NPCs named after you, like Kevin. Remember Kevin from the sewers? That was Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Oh, and do not forget to tweet using hashtag DreamBest to be entered to win a free Dungeons & DreamBest a sticker. Dale, people! I know, chico, but The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Night has fallen, the moon is full, and we're inviting you to listen to Canada by Night, a podcast where professional improvisers play Vampire the Masquerade. Detective-turned-vampire Everett Fry accidentally becomes the sheriff of New Haven, an experimental town where they're testing if vampires and humans can coexist. Stuck leading a ragtag group of officers, the Bruja bounty hunter Val, the gangrel news reporter Evangeline, and the Tremere blood witch Doris. Can Everett keep the town running? Or will everyone end up liquidated by the Vampire Council of Canada? Trending on global fiction charts and produced by Dum Dums and Dice, whose podcast Dum Dums and Dragons ranked number two of all fiction podcasts in America. Listen now to find out why Canada by Night has been downloaded more than a half a million times. Canada by Night, its interview with the vampire, if it had all the characters from Parks and Rec in it. <laughs> 